<laughs> All right. So are we introing this, and then where are we going? Just intro and just wing it. All right. Yep. Intro and wing it. Yep. Got a clock. Okay. It's 1840, whatever time that is. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Patch of DJ Podcast. I'm your host, Modingo, and with me always is the world's oldest millennial, David, David Michael. Michael. <laughs> and in the house, we also have the king of Dayton. Tony DeSaro. <laughs> and my and, and the best neighbor a person could ever have had ever ever. Mm-hmm. Trip Turlington. <laughs> Still my, mean mugging. Yeah. But no, I heard you got new neighbors now? I it, apparently. That's the rumor? Yeah, it's the okay. rumor. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to talk with him yet, but I somehow I don't think that he's also going to be a DJ. Oh. That, that's, that's such garbage. <laughs> they, they, they didn't they didn't fill out the survey before. Uh, they yeah. put their application in. <laughs> right. So we finally have all four of us back in the studio one time. It's Woo! a cruise show. Yeah, it's a cruise show. Guy, last time we've all been here together has been quite some time. It's been a little bit, yeah. but we're fixing that. Yeah, we, we have a plan. Get the band together yes. as often right. as we can. For sure. So Except for when, like, you know, people go out of town for, like, four, four months, months at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 so this is our annual holiday slash end of the year ish show that we have been doing historically and we just wanted to get everybody together and talk about what they did throughout the year because you know people somehow they, they like us and they want to know what we've yeah. been doing so i like us yeah i like us i like you guys you guys I, are pretty cool i yeah. listen to the holiday show i don't yeah. know about you guys <laughs> so it's 2022 right 2023. Yeah, coming, yeah, coming to an end. Yeah, 2023. I don't know. We had a, uh, we we talked about in that little short about all the the stuff that happened towards the end of the year, with all the embargo stuff. Lots of gear came out this year. Lots of gear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, standalones like mm-hmm. the big theme now. Woo! For hardware, I think. And what um, both Denon and Pioneer, I think, came out with. I think Pioneer had the most gear this year. Pioneer came out with a bunch. I don't know who had the most, but they. They came out with a bunch of stuff because they they started the year pretty strong mm-hmm. with the Rev One, Rev Seven, and then the FLX Four, and then the FLX Six GT, which is mostly an aesthetic upgrade, but whatever. Um, and but, then, but with with the standalones, so the RX Three was that twenty twenty one or two? I can't remember, but um, it's close enough. So there's mm-hmm. the RX Three, and then the uh, Mixstream Pro and the Prime Go, mm-hmm. uh, and then towards the end of the year we had SC Live Four and SC Live Two, and so all these are devices that don't require a laptop. Yeah, right. But I think the big thing that we saw this year are those devices that had speakers in them, which was yeah. the first. We first with the Mixstream Pro, mm-hmm. and we're like, that's interesting. Yeah, which we uh, took on a car ride and hijacked Lily yeah. and uh, made her drive around with us Pe- while we picked her up from school. Yeah, while we played with our toys. <laughs> yeah. So, so 
with with the with the whole speakers uh, built-in thing, like I could see you know some value in that when it comes to you know let's say you're a college student or you live with roommates or you know parents or you know whoever that doesn't necessarily want like a full PA rig blaring every time you're going to practice. I, I see the value in that, but you know what kind of quality speakers are we even talking about when it comes to these things, and are they easily replaceable if if you blow one? Like you know what kind of power right. clarity? What kind of things are we talking about when it comes to that because i haven't seen any of those in in action yet well uh on uh when phil uh uh demoed the what's, i'm sorry what's the latest one the live four yeah SC the live four, four the se live four when he demoed it on digital dj tips on uh when they released it he, he tried to crank it up and he tried to distort it and blow it and i guess you know obviously most speakers power speakers have limiters built into them now right so it, it was an issue but he tried to crank it as much he, he cranked it all the way and he like you know, over overclocked everything essentially, and it sounded loud, but didn't sound great. Yeah, but, I've done the know. same here. I've turned it all the way to the right. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's definitely designed so that you're not going to blow them up. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what happens if and when they die. You know, the, yeah. the cones yeah. rot or someday or whatever. Uh, you and, I mean, and there's a it. certain amount of you know malfunctions that are going to occur with any quality control product anyway. So like, how easy is it for you know that college student to get that speaker replaced right. i don't know yeah. hopefully and i haven't been brave enough to take one apart to to see if oh maybe it is just user serviceable mm, you drop right. in a couple of three inch drivers and walk away or whatever right. I, I don't know or you know can you upgrade them to some focals or something like, yeah <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Man, let's go krk man come on <laughs> well no because like you know st those types of things are uh you know are designed to be flat like krk is definitely not flat yeah. but you know but you know if you're going to put in some if you're going to put some new drivers in yeah. like into a unit like that yeah put some focals in there but um, uh, to to sort of address your question we actually were we were playing with both the Mixstream Pro and the Live 4 before you got here. Okay. Um, so if, if you want, we can hook them back up and you can hear. Sure. The The Mixstream Pro is pretty weak, honestly. Um, you're not, it, it's, they're both pretty weak in the context of DJing. I mean, you're not sure. going to rock a club with them or anything right. like no, that. Right, no, 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 no. Um, but, but, I mean, something with, you know, some, with some range, with some depth and, and some, uh, I guess richness and clarity to use some, you know, the live um, four does. Yeah, the, the Denon. Yeah, the Denon yeah, does. Yeah, that way you've got, you know, if you're in a if you're in a dorm room or if you're in a, you know, um, you know, a bedroom or something like that, then you know that that allows you to have, you know, some some level of um, detail, you know, versus because yeah. what I think about when I hear you know built-in speakers, I think of like the old Casio you know, mm -hmm. uh, keyboards from mm -hmm. back in the eighties right. or, you know, my yeah. first Cavalier, you know, in 1993, <laughs> the, the very first thing I did was pop all those paper cones out of that stupid thing. And, yeah. you, you know, said your uh, first Cavalier. Yeah. I had, I had three. <laughs> Going for punishment. All right. That's me with the Ford Escort. Yeah. 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 You know, J body all day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it, there's definitely a difference between the 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 Denon and the new mark in the both the, the volume the power and the, the clarity okay um but ne like i said neither of them you're going to really rock a, a show with they advertise especially the Denon as you can use this for person for monitoring okay it depends mm -hmm. yeah like not at mask 
not right. at, you know that's not, what I was gonna say mm-hmm. against like right. how how far d- before it's diluted by all of the sound yeah. around it yeah. yeah but if you were playing at a smaller club um, a bar a lounge anything like that yeah totally totally loud enough for that okay. yeah and that's um, what I was telling David earlier when we were messing around with it like if I had those I would feel comfortable moving my speakers further in front of me sure because i have a little bit of reference versus right trying to and and you're hearing the master out basically Correct. so you yeah. it's it's like right. checking the house yeah. right, which right. Is yeah nice. yeah because you can hear all the effects being uh employed and stuff like that too so um, okay I, I think the best use case for it is uh, a live stream mm-hmm. okay. or something like that sure um, so it would be great here yeah <laughs> really yeah. because i mean i already have the rig set up but right you know you it one thing I will say is, and it, I have, I feel the same way about the the new Mark, is um, because it's powered by Engine OS and it's got Wi-Fi and it supports Dropbox and streaming services and all this stuff. It, and now that they have built-in speakers, like it's really easy to just walk by and just and then start mixing, yeah, right, just right. like on a whim. Um, like you, like you were saying, don't you don't have, have to, to hook ma- up your PA. Hook up yeah. a PA. I don't have to. Oh wait, my laptop actually needs to run a software update. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like there's none of that. It's just I feel like messing around for ten minutes. Sure. And you just start doing it. Oh look, I connect to my Dropbox and then I start mixing again and I I turn up the volume a little bit. Right. And you don't really think that that's a big deal, but as I've had those devices sitting around in here, I find myself doing that a lot. Right. More than I would because it's like. Oh, I don't it's have to. It's just so easy. Yeah. 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 And then another cool feature that you mentioned is that um, you can log on to someone else's device and all your settings will, yeah, will, your, will, will appear on that device. You're like when you log in. profile yeah. follows you, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, that's nice. You get yours. So for Tony, it was um, the nudge sensitivity on the live, the, uh, the Denon was way too touchy. He, would, mm. he was like trying to adjust. And it was like, like mm. going way too hard. Mm. He's like, oh, I don't like that. And I was like, wait, I think that's adjustable. And then you go into the settings and turn it down. And <laughs> now if he logs into, if he brought that profile, he did, you know, he was using mine. But if sure. he brought that to another device, it would follow and he wouldn't have to worry that's about that nice. again. You know? That's really yeah. nice. But one odd thing that we discovered as the, the effects are not turned on as, by default. Yeah. We're just sitting there trying to tur- to enable the effects, you know, the, the at the bottom right of the mixer. And it's yeah. just, it's not lighting up or anything. And I'm like. Uh oh, I think this is broken. Like I can't do the review. Like what's going on? And then we we just happened to look in the the like quick quick actions or whatever in the menu and it was like effects enabled and it was grayed out. I was like, oh, yeah, it was really you weird. You just had to turn, <laughs> yeah. them, turn them on. Like, why would you want them on? There's yeah. already a button to turn them off. Yeah. Why are you doing this? <laughs> nice. You have a hard button for this. Yeah. Nice. You want to off the off button? I don't get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I will say that um, I'm... I'm really happy to see a lot of the, um, uh, you know, the all-in-ones coming out. I mean, there, there's been so many people, myself included, that have, you know, just complained uh, for years. Why are we still doing this dance between, you know, um, you know, having a laptop and then Mm -hmm. for the ones that didn't have to have a laptop, then, you know, they not not that they were toys, but they just weren't fully functional. And sure, maybe part of that would have been, you know, chips, you know, and and just making sure that you could get the hardware up to that snuff. So it's really cool to see that finally coming to fruition, you know, is that that level of. 
uh, of hardware um, uh, maturity that it, it's it's finally gotten there across multiple price points because right. there were platforms mm-hmm. available, but you were paying five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, we're anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred, five ninety nine to. Yeah. I think the Prime Four is still eighteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. so that's probably. And then the RX three is. I'd have to look. I don't want to yeah. misspeak. But but but, but so you're, not, you're not having to dish out five grand right to right. get that experience now. But is see, it, you know. and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, um, you know, if we want to go off of what is considered club standard by uh, almost all contracts for touring artists, I assume you see more of those than I do, but you know, your CDJ three thousands and, uh, DJM, uh, that don't even want the three thousands. Oh, really? really? Still looking at 2000 Nexus twos still more of them. Nexus twos still really. That's probably an availability thing. Nobody's played on them. They're still on the Nexus Nexus two mixer, not the V10, but definitely the 2000 players and the three thousands are available. Like for like, there's backline companies that we can backline. rent them from all day long. But right? I bet those DJs don't have really any time on them. No, right. no, you know probably I mean? that, that's yeah. So, but with they that, say that there's hiccups with them, but I think it's just comfortability. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. If, if I'm We're a stubborn. world, yeah, if I'm a world famous DJ, I'm gonna ask for what I what I want. You yeah. know? It's I don't the care same it's reason we wait to update our Mac OS yeah. or whatever. Right, right, right. <laughs> We're like, oh, I have a gig tomorrow. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to finish out this, this this touring season. I'm not fucking with those new, new CDJs. Yeah. I mean, my says I need the tour one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Get your tour one. Yeah, yeah, have but, you uh, ever seen those in person, Tony? The tour the, set up with the tour the set up from Pioneer? This, the no, battleship? I didn't think so. <laughs> the battleship yeah. set up. But my point in all that was, you know, uh, all of that for the club standard is still, if you want four decks plus the mixer, I mean, what are you talking? Eight, ten grand, you know, all in. So, you know, how long before Denon or and or Pioneer come up with that three, four thousand dollar, you know, monstrosity, Mothership. you know, that is more accessible to people, fully functional, mm. um, where you don't have to buy all of the things. Um, I would love to see something like that. I mean, the the as far as non pioneer stuff goes, the the Prime Four still is the um, the closest thing I've ever seen to that. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Denon, as of this recording, Denon's still the only company to release a true four channel standalone. Standalone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even the the um, oh, whatever the Pioneer one is the. Uh, uh, Z something or other. I don't know. It's got Z's and yeah. X's in it. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, couldn't use it. You couldn't use four channel, four channel in software or with external soft uh, sources, but not can, on the controller. Right. Yeah. You can't use standalone play four tracks, yeah. and none of none of them will except the Prime Four and this new Live Four. Mm-hmm. So that means that the the SC Live Four is the cheapest uh, four, four channel, channel standalone in existence. Right. That's not too shabby. No, not at all. So all that to say, I'm I'm here for it because I I, I know that I I bitched him. Yeah, we've been bitching about it, and about it's finally here. <laughs> right, you know? right. So yeah, um, you know, I'm still a uh, a faithful Denon user. I mean, not that I have any hate towards Pioneer. Um, I think I said earlier that or uh, in another in another clip, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I've said before that. Um, you know, I still miss some aspects of the familiarity of the Pioneer platform, but I mean, for the for the function features and price point of Denon and and the user experience, I'm I'm still a faithful user. I think that's one thing. Like, if 
<laughs> since we're we're talking about like the Euro review stuff, right? I guess this is a good way to edge and you know s- sidestep into that. I'm more confused than I've ever been this year on what my platform is. Right. I don't know because I've spent probably equal time in like I don't want to say all of them, but but like Serato, um, Engine, and Tractor specifically. And I'm I'm not really like building my collection in any one of those mm-hmm. right now. I'm just kind of waffling around here for a while, and I waffle around here for a while. And mostly because it's passionate DJ, they're sending me new stuff, so I play on new stuff, and it's fun. You're forced to experience other platforms. Yeah, it makes right? I feel like it makes me well rounded and know a lot about different types of hardware, and so I like doing that. But at the same time, it's like I don't know where my library is, and now I've started using. Uh, Beatport link mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I don't even have the music on the thing or in my computer or whatever right. necessarily. I mean, I I have a mixture, right? Like a playlist will have some stream tracks and some hard drive tracks, and mm-hmm. they can all be interwoven now. And so it's it's like I'm just – I feel scattered <laughs> as a DJ. It's well, and That's a me problem, probably not an industry problem, but it's just something I've noticed. Well, and, and the more that these – uh, more options come available. I mean, I found myself doing the same thing. You know, am I, mm. when I was transitioning uh, my home setup from Pioneer to Denon, um, you know, I was really struggling. Like, but I'm still going to play out on Pioneer gear. So where do I want my actual library to, <laughs> to be? Do I yeah. prepare everything in record box right. and then convert it over to uh, Denon <clears throat> and, and just this? Uh, but then there's like some sort, some level of dual maintenance and all this stuff that I just, how do, how do I, how do I do this? Um, and so that, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I still struggle with that because I still have like three or four thumb drives laying around that, depending on which one I grab is what I play that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. You know, oh, this one only has drum and bass because I did some level of library preparation yeah. over here and like, stuff like a, that. For me, that's tractor because like, I feel like I've, like I've put years of time into the tractor yeah. collection. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like it's got, you know, music I'm familiar with and, and loops and cue points that I know right. and, and stuff like that. Um, so if it's like, if I suddenly needed to play a gig somewhere and I needed music, I know, and I just needed to not think too much. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking whatever tractor rig I can mm-hmm. and going with that. That's how I was with, with Serato. Like, I mean, my, my level of familiarity with Serato was, I mean, that, that, that's, that's my old friend there, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I think I started on Serato. What was that? 2007 2008 something like that and then i used it for a decade you know like um i used pioneer a lot too because you have to play out on pioneer gear but um you know so like now that i threw denon into the mix and i got rid of my serato gear and like all so like yeah but yeah serato was my old friend burn the bridges (laughs) yeah. <laughs> burn the ships. Burn the ships, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I guess I'm glad that I've, I've never been, like, a super-duper, like, set prep kind of person to yeah. where I, like, super right. rely. Like, I have eight cue points on every track, and everything's beat-gridded. And blah, Like, I've never been that DJ. I, I, so I have if I been. was, I'd be pissed that I'm in this situation right now. Yeah, I have been for—it it depends. Like, 
you know, if I've prepared stuff for specific gigs, not my entire library is like that. I think what I tried to do at one point was I went through my whole library and at least tried to add tags, you know, thing, you know, some sort of adjectives or descriptors that made sense to me. But then like what I also found is when I did that, there's not really a good way of recalling those on anybody's equipment. Like, because Mm. all of that goes into a comment field you know, on that stuff. And it's not like you can just go and, I mean, some of it, some of them you can do some searching, but like when you, when you're living three minutes at a time, you know, know, trying to, you know, type on some of those touch screens and stuff like that, like, or, you know, so it's, it's not a system that worked well for me. It, it worked okay, you know, for what I was trying to do at the time. So I guess that's where the smart crates concept yeah. comes in. And that, that's that. what I loved about um uh, about Serato is that, you know, the whole smart crate thing that they did was was really cool. And yeah. I love that stuff in theory, but I just never yeah. do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it takes time. You're you're too busy doing other things. Right. Yeah. Who has the time to super nerd out about all that stuff? Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to just look at, uh, like what we actually did this year. So we, the Mixstream pro is basically what we kicked off with. Mm -hmm. It looks like. I just remember it was really cold that day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Hey Mo, let's go out in the cold and take this thing for a drive. He's like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) When when am I getting a raise? (laughs) Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of I mean started the year out with the theme of, yeah. of standalones really. And it was, I guess it kind of came out of nowhere because like I wasn't expecting. It was the first time we'd seen anything with speakers. Yeah, and also well, it was so cheap. Doesn't the does the uh, the Denon the the battery powered one does that have speakers? The Prime Go. Does Prime not. Go. Okay, does not have speakers. Okay. No, that that seems inevitable. Somebody's going to yeah. come out with a combination. Of but it was two. funny because we did have a certain amount of confusion because we were like, "Oh shit, this doesn't have a battery in it." Right. Because we, we were like, "Why? It should have a battery. It's got speakers. Why? Why wouldn't it?" So then we had to kind of figure something. But out. But that's probably why. It's like, well, now you're pumping out a bunch of sound. Now yeah. the battery's not going to last. Yeah. Very long. Yeah. Like, who knows? But, yeah. um, but that was a fun way to do that video i think to bring it in the car we're literally mobile djing mobile djing um the first podcast episode we did and we've already talked about like we missed most of the year of podcasts Mm. but um was it the silent disco after that uh, no it was the uh the great dj hardware shortage and what to do about it talking to alex yeah yeah we had alex from the dj hookup on we talked about like why it's important to pre-order and, and all that kind of stuff and what's happening with, with the industry. And, and a lot of that stuff still applies. So speaking of that, a buddy of mine, he ordered a DDJ 1000 SZ, like, uh, or like beginning of the year around the time that episode came up. He just got a notification like last week that it's showing up. Wow. Man. And well, you, just, you can't tell what it, what it's going to be because you don't know, like, oh, is it an LCD? Is it a, is it a PCB board mm-hmm, that's holding right. it up? Is it, what is it? Well, and I think that's that was one of the key pieces that came out of um, uh, the those episodes and, and the content that uh, was coming out of PDJ and other outlets was it, it, when, when we say supply chain issues, like everybody's saying that. But mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? In the in the case of a CDJ three thousand, yeah, if they can put the whole thing together but not have a uh, an LCD screen, yeah. we'll ship it to you. 
<laughs> you know, can, can you use it? No, no you yeah. know, or they, you can have everything except for jog wheels. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it, it, it's it's literally that it's not. That is not one thing. That it's is a combination of a couple multi- hundred vendors, yeah. right? Exactly. So it, you know, supply chain issues is a blanket term that everybody's super frustrated and sick of. Um, it, but it has to be vague, it, right? Because to get to that level of detail, to explain to everybody why you can't have A, B, C, or D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each one of those things is one key piece that's missing from all three of those right. items. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I for one, it, me for one, I, I, I really appreciated that level of clarity that came out, uh, during that time. The next thing, uh, was basically the biggest, uh, piece of content that I created all year, at least as far as, um, YouTube views. Um, and that was the, uh, guide to standalone DJ systems. Mm. I sniffed that shit coming and said it's time for a guide. Yeah. So I right. uh, put that together and actually as this episode releases it's either already out or it's imminent that I'm coming out with the next version of that. Uh, or not, excuse me, not the next version of that. A uh, one for Denon and engine stuff specifically. Uh, but I'm going to have to redo the standalones guide now that the new Denons are out. So right. that'll be getting added to the schedule as well. Um Oops, I think, okay. So, and then we did the uh, Rev 7, DDJ Rev 7. So that was the, almost like the the, the pioneer response to the Rain 1, right? Mm-hmm. It was the motorized controller, all in, not all in one, but the, the motorized platters and all that. Mm-hmm. We had Fatty come in and do a, Fatty Lumpkin come in and do a demo of that. And uh, that was Doing also Fatty a does. super yeah. popular video. So um, can, people love that. Can I interject? Because I, I guess I've never understood the the allure of the motorized platters. I mean, it, what what are what are the things that you guys are hearing about them, or if you've played on them? Like, what what's what's your take on them? Tony, would you want to answer that as a scratchy as a resident guy? turntablist? Um, just because the platter moving the feel of the record moving forward, it's it's more comfortable. It's more just it's it's. I mean, it's hard to explain, like, just the dead platter. Right. As opposed to when you lift your finger, the record goes forward and you have to pull back. Right. So, so it would be more closely matching, it, like, the tactile feel of, a, of an actual record. Yes. Yeah, because okay. imagine, like, the sample pl- is playing forward and now you want to pull it back. Right. But now, and then you want to do that if again. Well, they, so you let go yeah. of the platter and it doesn't go forward. So now you've got to put it down and now you're going In back. The same spot. And now you're going back. Gotcha. So now you have to really work that forward movement into your... Into the... Okay. You know what I mean? So the reason that I ask is because, I mean, you know, when you motorize anything, you're adding more moving parts, Mm. which are more things that could potentially fail at times. So, you know, if you're not a scratch DJ or, you know, is there anything um, that you actually gain out of that? Um, It looks cool. Other, that's what I was gonna say. Other <laughs> yeah. than the, uh, other aesthetic, than the, yeah. the, the aesthetic of it, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I I know like people who use Rain Twelves, which are the full size ones, and right. they don't always necessarily scratch much on them. Right. So I, I mean, maybe and same thing with people who use Timecode. Right. So yeah. I, maybe it is just maybe they like the feel of it, but practically, nah. I don't think there's any benefit unless you're scratching, juggling, sure, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so what else did we have? I wish my thing would quit locking. Um, oh, we made the big announcement that uh, Modingo was taking over as host of this here show. Well, you got to bring up old shit. 
and then we all went out of town for like the yeah. whole summer, and then Mo bought a house, yeah, and then all of our yeah. lives changed. Hey, 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 that's still a sore spot here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the oh, the play differently model one and one point four uh, review mm. was what was next, and uh, again, very popular piece of content, still taken away, nice and steady. Um, that was fun. We had we actually had the uh, model 1.4 in studio, which is the the smaller one. It's the four channel one instead of the what do they call Eight. it? Four plus two or six yeah. plus two or six channel or whatever it is. I can't remember, but it's six channels essentially. Um, and it's you know it's it's a joy to mix on, but it's also just weird. Is it? Because the EQ is not like three band EQ. Yeah, it's four band, right? No, the the Zone ninety six has four, four bands. Band. Okay. This has like a contour style EQ where it's like it's kind of like filters where it's like select a frequency and now sculpt around that frequency. Mm. So it's two knobs. Okay. But they're not adjusting the You're not adjusting a shell level of a band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it, it's a different way of mixing and it's kind of neat, but it's I, I, when I'm on it, I'm like, I'm not sure I need this. Like yeah. I'd rather it be a, maybe a four band EQ from the zone 96. Sure. If you want to get precise. Huh? Um, but what I do like about it is it has at the bottom and the top two knobs, high pass and low pass. Okay. So then you can, you can do this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. So I'm like, give me that, and then a three or four band EQ, and I'm fucking sold. I'm right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that um, makes sense. Of course, it doesn't have a sound card, so you know, yeah, if, external, you, if no. you need that, that's you got to work that into the setup too. But right. for for doing fully analog stuff, yeah, it's it's pretty dope. Uh, sounded great, looked nice. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, all kinds very, of connected very to the options. Very in-depth review you did as well too. Oh, thank you. No, there were a lot of comments. Very pretty people, pictures you took. Thank you. So, thank you so much. But there were a lot of comments <laughs> where people saying like, "I've been waiting for this review because I've always wanted to get one of these, but I've never got my hands on it." Right. You know. So I thought that was really. That's I mean, a, that should be a testament to like the hard work because you 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 work really long and hard on that, and that was I, a yeah an hour long review. I really well, I don't think it was that long. Maybe half that, but it's. I, I it's pretty robust. Really in depth yeah. when it comes to a, a mixer. Controllers usually are easy. I can. I, I almost don't. I don't script them. I just almost turn on a camera and start talking. But something like that, where it's like people want to know very minutia. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and well, they want to. How does it sound? How does this mixer make you feel? That's what I right. want passionate DJ's angle to be. Well, and and you know? and it's important to do that because um you know, before Denon and and some of uh, Denon especially because of the uh customization that you can do in, within the AQ, but you could put a Pioneer mixer here and then line up 20 other mixers and you can pull out the Pioneer mixer no no problem whatsoever once you start getting into eq cutoffs and and like you mean based on sound yeah mm. because um you know especially like um you know with the filter like there's a very signature like squelch mm -hmm. in the the pioneer filter um that if even if all of these other mixers have a filter you compare them and you you know which one is the pioneer mm, yeah. um so 
and with that, you know, that's where one area when it comes to people who are, you know, true audiophile, mm-hmm. you know, people who get into that minutia of, you know, yeah. what are the cutoff frequencies? Where where are those shelves at? Where are, you know, where's the crossovers at? Are they adjustable, you know, and, and to what degree? And, and also realizing that there's, <coughs> there's an in-between where there you're very basic consumer and super hyper nerd right where they're like i want to know the details but tell me what it means Means. (laughs) which is most of the stuff that i like to consume on youtube is stuff like that it's like talk talk above my head like a little so that i'm learning right you know what i mean yeah so because i've had uh, requests um sometimes for in either direction like can you dumb it down a little bit or you're getting too nerdy or whatever and it's like I, there's an audience for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there was with that one specifically. Yeah. Especially yeah. for a product like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Some boutique, yeah, yeah. you know, bougie kind of mixer like that. Yes. Yeah, someone who just bought a controller with their stimulus check is not going <laughs> to try and like figure out the fine details of an Allen and Heath product. Yeah. Right. Uh, Prime Go was after that. Uh, we mostly talked about that. That's the uh, one of the best products that came out in this year, honestly. It's very simple. There's not a lot to it, but it's. It's battery powered. It's tiny. It's got very small but very nice jog wheels. So it's not for scratching, but for anything else, it's really nice. Very smooth and, and all that kind of stuff. And same thing as you know, we were talking with the stuff with speakers. Just turn it on and start playing with it because right. why not? It's got battery power. And oh, by the way, I want to bring it over here now. And mm-hmm. you know, so that's when, when we cool. say battery power. I mean, are we talking like forty batteries or something? No, no. it's, <laughs> it's, it's no. Built like a laptop. What okay. were those? What were those big ones with, that they had that were like the size of that candle <laughs> with the springs know. on oh, them? Yeah, the big square. Yeah, big square <laughs> ones. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so uh, so like a, a rechargeable. Uh, yeah. Like you can plug it in, it recharges. Uh, yeah, uh, you, like a laptop. Yep. Yeah, I think Phil like went on vacation and he was doing his balcony sets like somewhere out in the middle of nowhere and his he was doing sets with all battery powered equipment very cool so he used the the mixer and he had battery powered speakers and all that stuff so that's it's nice. pretty cool yeah yeah uh the djm s7 review that um I, I know that timeline doesn't sound right but um that's because i recorded the original review of that like way before like months before and then it, it was uh subject to my my great hard drive crash of 20 whenever is, is that the one that started off with short haired dave and then slowly and ended with i think i flashed to it yeah and then <laughs> and, and it ended with dave um we talked a lot about uh updating engine os okay engine os was probably the thing we talked about the most um the LC6000 that also came out so mm-hmm. that's the 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 Denon um like a slave player right single yeah. controller yeah, yes. yeah, yeah single deck controller and uh, i remember when you came out with that one and i remembered i was all like wait what's the point of that and then like you and i going back and forth in a in a uh in a text message or something and then i was and then i went i watched it after you uh after you finished it and i was like oh Maybe I want two of those. <laughs> I was I was seriously considering it there for a second. Like, but it's a great solution. Yeah. For I guess a perceived problem. Yeah. I mean, because you know, if, if you're on the pioneer route, you just have to buy more CDJs. Right. You know, so now your five thousand is now seven thousand. Right. And well, I, I like the and they yeah. they had that crazy deal too where um if you you bought, bought was it the 
Rain 70 with it? Something, or, yeah. Or the, I think it was the Rain 70. One of those mixers and, and, and a pair it. of LC 6000s. And it yeah. was like dirt cheap. I can't remember. It's like the cheapest, like full standalone kind of setup I'd ever yeah. seen. Hmm. Not standalone. I mean, it's, it's software, but you know. Modular, right. yeah. Um, then was the DJ MS5. Um, so Tony came over and helped me with that review. We did that one together. And yeah, that was Tony a lot of fun. actually gave some uh, some feedback on that. On yeah, that yeah, we we did like the uh, <laughs> the, the voiceover. Yeah, back I, was and forth. I was like, hey, that's Tony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. Um, really sharp mixer with that red, really pop, mm. really like that. Yeah, and the little window, and you can see all the gears yeah. in there. That was dope. Yeah, I tried so hard to get pictures of that, but it just, it was the we reflection. We spent a lot of time working yeah. on that shot. I tried yeah. so hard to get pictures, a video of it, but it's just, the reflection was just too bad. Uh, um, really a great mixer, I thought. Um, had a couple of cheesy, like, easy scratch type of features to it, but, I mean, had a Magvel mm-hmm. fader, uh, Pro Fader in it. And the price point was good. The price point was really yeah. good. I mean, it was, it was like Tony's S7 with a, a couple fewer features and mm-hmm. uh, slightly smaller for a cheaper price. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not bad. Um, we took a bit of a detour, uh, Mo and I, and did the Focusrite Vocaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was like the first non DJ equipment. Review yeah. We really it, it was an audio interface for basically for podcasters. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, this isn't really the subject of our channel, but we it is relevant to us mm-hmm. and it is an audio interface. So right. maybe there's some crossover and probably some of our audience has podcasts. And so that video didn't do so great, unfortunately, but, uh, which Again, sucks because I think shit. it's, it's an awesome, it's an awesome video. I'm not going to lie. I think we, we did. <laughs> we crushed that video. We crushed that video. We spent way too much time Click on it. Click the link in the description. <laughs> yes, do it. Damn it. <laughs> if you love us, you'll watch it. Um, then we had the Zone 96 review, and the the cool thing about that is the the Zone is that thing's what four years old mm-hmm. now or something like that, and so, uh, you know, I I was talking to you know my rep at the DJ hookup, like I really want to get all the high end mixers and and try to review them all, and then I'm going to put together a guide of all of them, but I I want to speak from experience, you right. know? So I was like, can I get the Zone 96? I know it's not new. <laughs> But I, I but really it's, like but to it's do relevant it. for that demographic. Yeah, yeah, and there's still, I mean, not much competition for that thing. You know, it's a right. pretty it's my personal favorite mixer currently, even though I think it's slightly complicated in some ways that I don't like design wise. Okay. Uh it's still I, I wish I had one. I don't want to buy one, but I wish I had one. <laughs> um but uh we posted that a few months before recording this and it's it's doing really well for an old piece of hardware. Sure. So it's one of those, you know, like sometimes you just know that even though, okay, you know, I, I complained in another clip about, you know, missing uh, that initial YouTube bump when something launches because it gets leaked or whatever. Right. Um, announced ahead of time. This is one of those that had a long tail and it's going to keep delivering for a while. You know, sometimes it's still worth it because people, because people are searching for that all the time. Maybe maybe now I'll get a Zone 96. They've been thinking about it for right. this whole four years because it's an expensive buy, right. you know. Right. So I, I was now just we getting ready to say the same thing. Newer yeah. perspective on an older product and mm-hmm. it still works out. Yeah, so. I, I mean, there's there's still stuff that uh, you know whether it's DJ equipment or or anything really. I mean, it, anytime that there's like flagship 
gear once it's out there and it takes a while for that stuff to mature you know people to work out the kinks or and and you know some firmware updates all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff can happen um so yeah when it when it comes to that higher end flagship type of stuff yeah people are constantly searching for that all the time so anytime you you bring a, a, a different perspective than all of the stuff that's already been out there and stale for four years um you know that uh that that can attract people to oh hey what's this guy got to say now? yeah yeah is yeah. this is this product x still relevant right. after this many years yeah. right um i did skip over we had mitch james in studio um <laughs> How did you know Mitch? I can't remember. I'm uh, getting people mixed for, up. He works for Breakaway. What, what did he call, okay. call him? The check kid or whatever? Because he brought twenty thousand dollars in cash. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. They said they called the FBI on him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent performance from him on our performances channel, by yeah. the way. Um, and also a podcast episode. He did make Cirrus XM too this year. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Apollo X. So this was the 11 year old DJ that we had. Uh, this is he was okay. Yeah, he, he's fine. <laughs> uh, no, uh, homie slayed it. It was yeah. it was really cool. And um, so this was a um, oh well, but the, but the origins of him becoming or purchasing his DJ equipment where he bought some Dogecoin or something. Yep, he had some it, shot, money. it shot up. He he cashed that out and bought a DJ controller. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. um, and it, it was really cool because we um, unfortunately um, I didn't get the the interview and the performance and stuff up before this happened. But uh, we we recorded the interview with him. We recorded a little performance with him, and then uh, he was able to about a do month later. The, was it a month later? Yeah, uh, viral the, con. The viral con. Yeah. Uh, opening and I grabbed a little bit of footage and, and put that in one of the videos and it it was awesome to I unfortunately I was out of town so I couldn't be there but just seeing like the, the whole crowd of I don't know how many people were in there, a couple hundred people mm-hmm. just by bouncing the, yeah. by the time up. you started there was a couple hundred people there yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> I was like, yeah it was super dope and so we got to kind of see that little progression from from you know to his first gig <laughs> that's yeah. so, awesome um, yeah shout out to uh, Matt Freeman, that's his nephew, and uh, our, our homie, Mark Freeman, his, his boy. Uh, so then we had, so we're getting to some pretty recent stuff, and I, I need to check the performances and podcast channel, make sure I didn't miss anything, but uh, we did the DDJ Rev 1, so that is the sort of entry-level pioneer uh, controller that's uh, Serato-oriented and has, like, battle-style orientation, paddle effects. So it's kind of maybe for that DJ who's thinking about getting into the hip-hop style of Mm -hmm. of DJing, maybe working up to a DJM S11 or S7 or something like that one day and uh, getting turntables and all that. I was pleased to see how many products Pioneer released with paddles this year. Yeah, really a lot of because before that was stuff. kind of like a higher end level uh, feature. So to see like all those other like consumer friendly products have yeah. that feature, I thought was pretty cool. And yeah. and check out that uh, thirteen minute scratch performance with Fatty Lumpkin on that thing. It's uh, one of my favorite things about having Fatty in here is he'll scratch on anything. Yep. And like <laughs> there's a doesn't have anything. It's got like a couple of pads and jog wheels. He's like, all right. And he just starts going, and he figured, he's like, oh, this is a little weird. Let me, okay, I've got it. And he just goes with it, and it's, yep. yeah, it's great. 
So shout out to Fatty Lumpkin for all the work he did on the channel uh, this year. And Amen. He, he did some amazing videos. Uh, and then, of course, the Live 4 we talked about as well. That's uh, That just came out, Live 2 and Live 4. So just real quick, let me make, let me check the performances channel. Who did we have on that I missed? We had Tony on the S5. We had Apollo X, Mitch James. Yeah, that's pretty uh, much and it. Chris Lutz too. And Chris Lutz, yeah. which yes, Chris Lutz. So yeah, lots of great performances, lots of great hardware videos. Um, Episodes wise, though, we did do the talk to the silent disco guys at the very silent beginning disco. Of the year. Well, that, that was, was really fun. That was really cool to hear about them and like how they and go about you know doing their thing for quite a long time. Yeah, you know, that, six to eight hours plus per per shot, and right. uh, and to keep it fresh. And that show yeah. is still kicking too. Oh, it is. The, the uh, oh, the sound of disco itself. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, uh, the turnouts. The Halloween one was their biggest uh, show to date. They had like over seven hundred people show up. Wow. They had to actually get extra headphones because mm -hmm. they were facing a sellout with all the pre-sales, like three or four days. So they like talk, you know, talk to some local guys and source some extra headphones, and, and it wound up working out. And normally, like, and I was there taking video and photos. And normally the crowd will filter out about like one or two. Like at two o'clock, there were still like two or three hundred people there. Wow! Like the owners of Yellow Cab were like, "Shut it down," because <laughs> yeah. if they would have kept going, like the crowd would have stayed. Sure, sure. Yeah. So that was really cool to see like their evolution, um, and just drawing in more. Um, yeah, they had the November. They had the pajama party theme one. Mm -hmm. Right after that. So that tells that just tells me that it's time to bring back the old school rave. Mm. Instead of silent disco, make it silent rave yeah. and find a place where they can go past 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> sure. And then uh, you why don't not? Have, you're, yeah. you're not making that much noise. That's what I was going to say. That <laughs> yeah. you, you, you don't have to have the, or you don't have the, uh, the same problem that we had, you know, 20 years ago of uh, how do you, how do you mask 20,000 watts of sound? <laughs> <laughs> we give them headphones. Yeah. Yeah. You bring it to their face. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we also had the return of trips throwbacks. Oh wow! Was that this? Was that? Yeah, that was this year. This year, yeah. I, I was just thinking it's time to do that again. Yeah, you came in and did a. a yeah, one, I went, we, a we went over to Turlington Studios. You, that's right. Yeah, uh, your house. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, one was that? It was uh, episode two twenty seven, Return of Trips Throwbacks. That yeah. must have been like January. Or yeah, February it was pretty early in the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was gonna say because we, we did three tracks and yeah. Yep. And uh, Bodhi snored the whole time. <laughs> Had a hell of a time uh, engineering that one. <laughs> well, and now I've got two of them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and then we had Mitch James, and he told us some stories about his comeuppance with Prime Social Group and how he started off as a just a street team, right? Ticket seller. Yeah, selling tickets, trying to get a, uh, bring in $20,000 in cash to the bank to try and get a check to turn over to PSG and... Uh, um, how he slowly has you know risen the ranks, and now he's like actually. What did you say he, he did? Um, he does a lot. Yeah, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, and of, good dude uh, and good DJ as well. You know. Uh, and then we had our uh, friend of the show, B Funk, come on and talk about his existential crisis about not wanting to do high school proms anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, it, just talking about the culture because like these uh these uh young men and women that are now like juniors and seniors, they were like that first wave of the COVID kids. So like, mm. you know, some of the, he was, he was saying, I remember one of the comments he made is like 
some of that cultural learning that goes on in middle school didn't occur. Mm-hmm. So now they're transitioning into high school and they go to a dance and they've never really been to a dance. So they just kind of, you know, <laughs> hold the wall up and look at their phones, you know, man. Uh, weird yeah i was yeah. gonna say I, that that's that's a rite of passage you know the, the popsicle dances. sticks with your arms out. <laughs> leave room for jesus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then we had uh the ambassadors on the show yeah we you know, had sean freeman yeah, and Manuel Serrato. Yeah, freeman and serato where i came on the show and we talked about the low ball blues no. uh, just, that where uh, you decided you didn't do, want to do weddings anymore yeah that's for, no no i think uh with B-Funk, that's where I decided I didn't want to do B-Funk. weddings anymore. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, right, right around that time was when I had the wedding that made me decide I don't want to do weddings anymore. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I, I don't blame you. That that was definitely something that when I did weddings, it, it didn't last long. It was always around people that, like, you know, I know this person or I they are within that circle. Mm-hmm. And then as soon, it was the craziest thing. As soon as it started to circle outside of you know my network Mm -hmm. you know friend of a friend that's when it got weird it got super super weird like i mean and you know i i don't know yeah and that's the bad part of this one it was a friend of a friend and like i just like i'm i was like i'm i think i'm done i was like it was just really yeah it it, it was really frustrating and disappointing yeah Yeah. especially because you know if uh, i was always um i didn't it wasn't a budget thing like I, i didn't uh, bill myself to people as I'm the cheapest option you got. I'll, you know, I'm desperate and will do anything for, you know, whatever. But, um, but, you know, I was always cheaper than, you know, your big outfits and stuff yeah. like that. Your, had your it, multi-op course. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, trying to meet with people and then like, yeah, I, I mean, there are you some real, my wedding. Uh, <laughs> 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 there, but you know, there's there are there's some real bridezillas out there. There's some mm-hmm. real weird, like you know, uh, you know, family soon to members. be, in, yeah, family yeah. members, soon to be in laws that are, you know, I mean, all of that stuff. It just it, the money just for me ended up not being worth it. There are some people who are really great at navigating those social th- uh, uh, situations and all of that stuff, and more power to you. Give me a club any day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because which be- has its own unique uh, right, challenges, right, yeah. right, challenges. Yes. Yeah, and then this year I did my first. My I just realized it was my first bar gig, ever. No shit. Yeah, that I did uh, over Halloween. It was, yeah. It was Britney night. Was that W? No, it was two uh, D's. Two D's. Yeah, I did it uh, actually. Close again, Chris Lutz. Yeah, right across the street. Yeah, <laughs> Chris Lutz. Yeah, uh, he had another event and he was like, "Hey, can you cover this for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" I'd never done one before, and yeah. I was like. You know, what's the vibe? What are the, what's the crowd like? And so I just went in there and, you know, they were playing some old school hip hop, like West Coast hip hop when I got in there and I was setting up. So I was like, oh, I'll just go on with this. And then yeah. I just sort of, you know, I was trying to play to the crowd, you know, because sure. it's a bar. So you don't know who's going to be in there. My goal was to go a little bit here, a little bit there. But it wound up being just like uh, West Coast hip hop, old school hip, golden era hip hop. And just awesome. like in all the ratchet stuff, yeah. you know, it's just. Get loud. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, everything I played was something I would have played if I was just in my bedroom. Right, so it was like right. it, it really worked. And uh, <laughs> to the windows, <laughs> to, to the wall. Yeah. I wound up playing a bunch of songs twice, but I didn't care because you know everybody was rocking and the yeah. owner was all pissed off because I was playing too long. And you know. <laughs> so answer me this: Are you happy now that uh, Serato's doing stems and everything now? So so now you can, as a mobile DJ, 
you can cut, you can the, edit, vocals cut the vocals <laughs> on the fly. I haven't tried to do when that. It's yet. actually explicit and yeah. it was labeled wrong. I haven't I haven't run into that issue with title as much as I did okay. with Spotify. Mm. But that actually came to bite me in the ass because uh I was playing clean tracks at the bar. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, oh no, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. Yeah. These are grown ups. I need to switch this around. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a bizarre challenge that I that I faced at that event. But no, it was a really good time. So yeah, it was my for my first bar gig, I was I was ex- I was I was pleased. I was happy. Yeah. yeah. Was that all of our guests that we had on the podcast? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still blown away that it was that this was uh the that this was the year that we did trips. Trip through. Through. I, mean, I, I, I didn't think that like was. you just totally blew my mind right there. Like <laughs> that was this year. I thought that was last year. Like January yeah. it, was, it was like at the very <laughs> right, beginning of the year. I was going to say yeah. it must've been like, like January, like the first week of January or something. Cause yeah. 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 To, that that's like a lifetime ago it seems <laughs> i guess it's time to do another one yeah for now sure. i will say uh we we missed out on a couple of uh standard shows this year that uh we probably should catch up on like we didn't do a usually i do, we didn't a, do the 10 um, years ago the 10 years ago yeah. so i'll probably need to uh, wedge one in yeah we'll figure year. one out yeah, yeah. figure one in just because i like to keep the tradition going yeah. but um yeah so lots of content this year Oddly enough, yeah, I felt like I failed everyone, but I guess we—I guess there yeah. was more than I thought. No, 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 yeah. and also that what—that's not all on you. <laughs> it, it was mostly me, but <laughs> um, <laughs> taking over a podcast is not as easy as it sounds, kids. Yeah, we're still figuring it out. That's all right. Um, so, uh, what do we want to do? Like, maybe let's all say uh, one thing we want to do in this coming year, kind of thing. Hmm. Well, um, it's your idea, so you go first. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> now let me think of one. Um, right. No, I've got... Actually, I do have one. Um, I want to, in, in this coming year, I want to launch our side business properly mm-hmm. with a solid client or two. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're working on doing this content creation thing for companies the local businesses um, businesses um and doing some you know short form video or you know whatever it is that they need for for marketing and stuff like that getting good photos good uh um, you know anything from we need a couple photos to we need social media management you know we're, we're kind of finding between, a space yeah. you know in there for for somebody and it was funny because so. we had both had this idea separately and never really talked to each other about it it's like and then one day it was like you know hey do you want to go out with me <laughs> it's like, I think we accidentally formed a business yeah. and we're just not talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Uh, but we check yes or no. Yeah, check yes, yes or yes. no. Do you like me? Yes Maybe or no. in yeah. circles. Or, um, so it, it, we've been uh, really close to launching that, but we just haven't had the we, we haven't made the first sale yet. We've mm-hmm. met with a couple potential clients and stuff. So it's, you know, maybe by the time that this goes up we we will have yeah um, very cool but yeah i'd really like to to take off with that yeah uh, we're, we're discovering that papa needs the, a new pair of shoes yeah the, the so. skill sets that we have there's a lot of people that can take advantage of them and uh we're tried different tactics but the one that i think worked well most recently is i just i went to a food truck and i was like you know what i'm just going to record a video for these people and then i just did you like guerrilla marketed guerrilla marketed like a 30 second little video and, and i I uploaded and I tagged them in it, you know, and then um, 
know, they reposted it and they messaged me. And then like later on that week, like at the end of their week, um, they had made a post and it was like, you know, this has been a really rough year. You know, we thought about shutting down our business, you know, but we had a lot of awesome, you know, business this week. Like we went to this place and, you know, we were blown away, went to this other place and then blah, blah, blah. And then this other person, this random stranger made a video for us. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh god oh god yeah so just like you know just the doing something i mean it wasn't was it purely out of kindness not necessarily but i gave them something for free that they didn't have the capacity or sure, ability or sure. skill set to do themselves and they valued it so and, and there, i think and there's literally no expectation yeah, there's no expectation we, we would yeah. love for you to be a client yeah but so and, like and they reached out and they want to talk to us, but they're just busy, you know, because yeah, right. they're trying to make this business work. So, but that's what we want is busy people. Exactly. Who that's can't who needs do, us. Who, who, needs exactly. our, who needs our help. So, exactly. So, yeah. And, and I think, um, I don't know if this is how you think about it, but the way I think about it is like you and I are spending so much time like doing editing and shooting photos and videos and all that stuff that it's like, I feel like I can like passionate DJ time feels more justified if we're just doing studio time and some of it's making money. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we can justify some of the camera purchases yeah. and the lights and stuff that <laughs> we can't more filters, really right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Make me feel better about it. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyways, that's mine. What about you? Um, yeah. What you said. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Cheater. Also, you just moved in, so I'm sure you have plenty oh, of home. Okay. Projects. So yeah, I, since I just moved in, I definitely, this is still a sore subject, by yeah, the way. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm not, not trying For to. both of you. <laughs> I'm in trouble because he lives closer to me now, and also my wife was the realtor that <laughs> made this happen. But and I'm Mo's in hot water involved. because he's he's not my neighbor anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, we're totally happy for you, Okay, Mo. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Mo's side-stalking of the host of the show continues to get egregious. <laughs> Now he's my neighbor and host of the podcast. He's going to own Passionate DJ by next year. Yeah. That's, that's what your answer is. Yeah, definitely by the end of the year next year. Is to You'll have, all be dead and yeah. this will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> is that, yeah, is to have my office and my studio done uh, to yeah. where we can all walk in there, hit a switch, and do whatever we want. Like awesome. I said, uh, whether it be, like the one thing I really want to do is a boiler room set. Yeah, where we all go up there and just like kind of like we did on Sunday Fun Day, yeah. just like that, and just have a bunch like we should 50, launch your space that way. Fifty hundred of our friends out there and just like have a barbecue and we just go and we just play some music. Yeah. Um, Melissa doesn't know this, but I would like to do a silent disco out there at one point. Mm. I think that would be pretty cool. It won't won't That'd disrupt cool. the neighbors, and I think it'll make for some really cool imagery and just a good time. Yeah, um, is the barn safe for that? Could you do it in the barn? <sighs> I gotta, put, barn be I, safe. I gotta put gravel down because it'll just be oh, really dusty. Yeah. yeah but yeah. uh yeah, that's something I did think about. Um but yeah, those are the Oh god, big old barn. Yeah, big yeah. old barn. Yeah. <laughs> those big are the barn. things I want to do for for twenty twenty three. How about this? Do a boiler room set um with the smoker going in the back. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everybody just handing out meat on meats. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Oh, yeah. Meats and beets. Yeah, meats and beets. There you go. Meats and meats. You don't want to. Yeah, not or the other way. Meats. Yeah. Meat, beet, meat, beet, meat. Well, but then we got to do the beets and bleeps too. Yeah, I know we talked about that the other day. Yeah, I keep. I want to do some some combination of. DJing and and streaming video games in here. We, we've done it before in you know little concepts here and there, but 
you know, I'd really like to just kind of make it a, an easy to do thing. Where yeah. It's like, turn on the capture card, turn on the cameras. All right, let's, let's not go. think about it. Let's just do it. Yep. The, the thing I've been struggling with, and we had a little text conversation was what audio do I route to whom mm-hmm. and who needs to hear what and all that. And I think we've almost got that figured out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the least of our concerns. Everything else, you know, proof of concept. So, yeah. I've got, you know, I've wired Ethernet all over the room here and stuff, so it, it'd be real easy to set up. L- little touches of lighting over there, and mm. I think we'd be set. So, For sure. Yeah, man. All right, your turn, Trip. I just want to play more. You know, I... Uh, play DJ? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, um, you know, I've, I've been focusing so much on career um, over the past, you know, several years, you know, and I've kind of even ebbed and flowed, you know, even with passionate DJ, you know, uh, I'm sure anybody who's followed us has noticed that my, uh, presence has been, uh, pretty minimal over the past few years. So, um, you know, and that's all been just a, a series of life circumstances. So, um, you know, some of those circumstances have changed. Um, you know, there's always something going on uh, at this stage of life. But, you know, um, I think I'm finding myself at a place where uh, I would really like to, um, you know, just start playing again, you know, not just at home, but like, you know, try to start finding things, you know, out, you know, to to go play, um, you know, at, at different shows or, um, uh, you know, or bars or clubs or whatever's out there. Um, you know, especially during the pandemic, you know, when everything shut down and then as stuff started opening up, I didn't, uh, you know, again, it was a lot of life circumstances, but even when I thought about, you know, well, what gigs are out there that I could go after? And then it was like, but there's people out there that, you know, one are going to be a lot more aggressive about going and getting those gigs. And then two, you know, there, there are people who are, you know, trying to get back into it because that was their paying gig. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm, I like to do it, you know, it, not for the money. I don't care about the money. You know, I like to play, um, you know, so I didn't want to get out there and be a part of that competition when there's people who were actually depending on it. So just getting back out there and, and playing now that things are returning to normal, mm-hmm. you know, or being more normal as, as every, you know, month and year passes uh, past uh, the pandemic. So, I've got to say, man, like I've been really about um, Dayton's always been this way as a scene. But, uh, you know, the the creating your own world and then playing in it thing like we we stumbled into, you know, uh, at the end of fall, uh, we we went to my wife's real estate office in downtown uh, this uh, city that I live in. And uh, we're a big Halloween town, so we get some foot traffic around that time of year. Ohio, in general, we had the most haunted houses per capita. Yeah, Ohio's just a big Halloween state. state. Yeah, so like like we blow everybody out of the water. That's awesome. And so I'm we got problems. I'm literally (laughs) around the corner from the biggest uh, costume store in the region. Yeah. So uh, which is actually four costume stores? I don't even know. Several. Yeah, there's there's several of them all under the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we decided, well, uh, we have a patio right there. Why don't we just force our musical tastes on these <laughs> bypassers and <laughs> see if we get any attention? And so we, we turned it into a little mini Sunday fun day kind of thing. Yep. And it was a lot of fun. There was only a handful of us, us four and like 
a couple of a couple of the homies showed up. The homies yeah. Yeah. and the wife, and you know, the spouses and, showed up. You know. And it, and child, child, yeah. yes. you're, you're a DJ partner. I was, I was hoping Capone was going to show up. Yeah, <laughs> I think little, we're going to do buddy. more of that next year. Yeah, uh, that was really fun. It just little things like, hey, if 20 people show up, fine. Right. Mm-hmm. If 100 people show up, fine. We'll figure there's that no, out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. There, there's no financial incentive. There's no. This is just to do it. And there's no like, there's nobody to shut us down. Really, like this is I own this building. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like I. It's, we're not making a lot of noise any right. more than anybody else there is. And so right. um, that and, in you know, obviously live streaming for Passionate DJ. And um, I, I Tony has a bazillion different opportunities. I'm sure that he's working on in the back of his head for places and things that we can do things. And we've yeah. talked about some of those on the side. So um, I think we can I think we have our own opportunities. We just we need to think a little old school about it yeah. and create it and do it. I agree. Tony, how was your uh, travels this year um, as far as all that stuff goes? And then uh, we'll go to what, what do you want to do in the, the coming year? My travels? Your, your, your um, backline management and all the festival stuff. Uh, we, we usually kind of recap that this time of year because you're gone for a while. Yeah. Um, you did a lot of that this year. A lot. Yeah, it went well. Um, some new markets this year. Yeah, two. Kansas City is hot as shit in August. <laughs> like, it was probably the hottest day of the year. Um, the crowd turned out well, though. We did like seven thousand for our first year in a new market. Wow. Mm. Okay. That's nice. Really good. Um, um, and then the uh, the Bill Graham Civic Center in San Francisco is my first time in San Fran. Mm. Got to see the Golden Gate Bridge. Nice. It was fucking amazing. And Alcatraz right next to it. Right. Um. But the uh, the Civic Center is a historic venue. The team that we teamed up with, um, Ape, another Planet Entertainment, was the uh, the original Graham. So he was, I guess, known as the greatest rock and roll promoter of all time. Mm. He promoted oh. the Grateful Dead. Mm. Okay. Um, and the, I mean, this venue, you name it: AC/DC, Janet Jackson, yeah, Hendrix has Tom played Petty, there. Like you, know. you name it, they've played there. You know, you just walk into the venue, and it's just like. You just feel the history, you know. Right. So when he died, um, they started another Planet Entertainment. A lot of people from from the Graham, and we partnered up with them in San Fran, and it was just like their team was phenomenal. They throw uh, outside lands. I don't know if you know what outside lands is in San Francisco or in California. They huge, huge. The only uh, I guess the only other independent company outside of PSG that hasn't been swallowed yet. Uh, mm-hmm. they, the monsters mm, right yeah. you know um we all were, know who <laughs> <laughs> yes um but they, it was great it was great to work in that market um and it was our first breakaway that we did indoor oh hmm. I, did, yeah, I, I did see the videos and i was like whoa it's inside yeah, yeah. normally it's in a parking lot you know we did yeah. the outdoor parking lot but it was indoor um because two weeks before we had to deal with the hurricane it yeah. came through Florida. Oh, up, up yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlotte yeah. had to get yep. cancel yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't cancel it. Or it was we rescheduled. postponed it. Yeah. We're going actually in May in, in this coming up year. So we're going to Charlotte twice in 2030, which would be wow. cool. Very nice. Um, but uh, what were some of the artists you were supporting? Um, let's see: The Chainsmokers, Elenium, Tiesto, John Summit. Um, let's see who else: uh, Griffin. Um, yeah, Wax Motif was... Yeah, yeah. Wax Motif, Sullivan King, 
Um, so just a couple little basic regional acts. Right. <laughs> Some garage bands. Some garage yeah. bands. And, um, and you know, um, also something that I didn't know, because I don't really deal with record box. And when we were talking about record box earlier, so our headliner, um, I'm not going to mention which headliner, but one of the headliners, obviously during sound check, sound check went great. Everything was time for him to go on, right? So tour manager goes up, puts the thumb drive in, and everything was just clicking to master. Kept going to master and couldn't figure it out. Mm. So I had to hurry up and swap a CDJ out because I thought the CDJ was broke. Mm. So obviously after sound check, he went back to his hotel. He probably did some quick edits and forgot to uncheck that master, whatever, when you go to mm. save your list. Oh. Yeah, I think you said that happened to you one time, right? When you were first messing with record? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I didn't know because I don't mess with record box. Tour manager didn't know because he and we were all freaking out about mm. that whole scenario. And then the next day... The headliner from the next day, I was talking to his tour manager, telling him what was going on. He's like, oh, yeah, that's record box. If they don't uncheck a something. Mm-hmm. So he resaved it. But, you know, um, nothing really major bad happened. Everything went fairly smooth. Good, good. Um, no news is good news. Our, our, our new production manager, Ian, um, British guy, amazing. Um, he was actually some history. He uh, was Paul Oakenfold's tour production manager for all of the 2000s, pretty much. Really? His whole rock and roll career. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Paul Oakenfold, right. yeah. Um, but he works with Insomniac. He does, mm. you know, Live Nation. I learned a lot from him this year. Very a cool. A lot. So um, nothing bad other than a hurricane postponing us, yeah. you know. Got a couple extra days in Charlotte to hang out. What but would you like to accomplish in the coming year? Or? Um. I want to throw a concert in our city. Ooh, good Actually, answer. Concerts. Okay. In our city. We, we know some media guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got a ready to go them. media yeah. team. I've spoken to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, some, know some DJs too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. One of my buddies opened up for, um, you know, Paul Oakenfold. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh. Some guy. <laughs> Yeah. I used to live by him. <laughs> <laughs> really? Huh. Lucky. <laughs> What's the episode number on that? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you used to know every... <laughs> Come on, man. I'm old, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's slacking now. Yeah. He used yeah. to have all of the episode numbers out of memorized. That's when I was yeah. in stalker phase. Now that, I'm, <laughs> now, now that I have a chair... Oh, oh, you're getting fat and lazy now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the mafia. You can't you can't get rid of me now. These are my cameras. That's funny. <coughs> but yeah, I think that uh, kind of wraps up everything that we went through this year. Yeah, looking forward to next year. Looking forward to having some, you know, in addition to this space, having a new space. And now that shows. we're we're kind of in in our own content lanes now, I'm excited to see for what sure. what that means for. For both, yeah. you know, for for the YouTube channel, for the podcast, and for all that, that then, we can put areas of focus on. And then now that we're creating opportunities for us to play, you know, whether it be on the patio or at my house, you know, hopefully getting some new folks in here and just giving them an opportunity to throw down as well. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, fellas, thank you guys yeah, so much, for as always. Time, as always. For, for what you do for this this little show that we do. And the city. And the city. And as homies. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. Appreciate Amen. you guys. For sure. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think we we thank each other enough for the homie piece because we were so well, thanks busy. for being you thank you <laughs> <laughs> so much of what we do revolves around music but yeah in those text streams there's been a lot of like just uh, love you know for each other yeah, after all the shit we've all been through respectively this past year so. we've all been there for each other for some kind of shit or another mm. yep. whether Amen. we knew it or not yeah yep. that and lots of levity yeah <laughs> that's one thing i will say that you guys don't ever get to see or hear but uh you know we've got one of those little text threads that's just a group of us and we can be super inappropriate yeah. <laughs> it's only open to our subscribers <laughs> right. what's the patreon link right, right. <laughs> <laughs>